Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome back to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. Uh, and me, Spencer Locker. Oh, you took your time there, Spence. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> Selamat Patang Martin, Apakabar. Ah, which ties in nicely to... Good the... afternoon. How are you? <laughs> which ties in nicely to introducing the theme for this hubcast. It so does, doesn't it? What language would you speak in there, Spence? That was Malay. Malay. Malay, yes. And why are you speaking Malay? Because uh, just recently I've had a trip out to uh, Malaysia, yeah. Uh, did a little bit of work with a client in Kuala Lumpur, yeah. Uh, and I just felt I have. You've got to make the effort, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to make a little bit of effort to to try and speak the language, uh, and it just makes everything a little bit. So, nice. what did you do? Did you do your research before you went out and do yourself a little crib sheet, or did, did. someone do that for you while no, you was out there? I did. I, I made myself a crib sheet before I went out, and I I pilated it with useful words and phrases. <laughs> uh, with the, that I thought might might be uh, might be appropriate. So, um, for instance, the obviously we've got good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Well, they've got the same, haven't they? So I've got to know what particular time I've got to say certain things, and then you've got your please and thank yous. Yeah, and and how how are you? And one um, be a please. Did you have that one down? Uh, no, I didn't actually. That one didn't didn't. Um, I've got one thing here. Hovercraft saya penu dengang belut. So how come you started that with an English word, hovercraft? Because it, <laughs> it, it is Malay for my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, I love it, Spence. So yeah. you did your due so let me explain what why we're talking about this, <laughs> because people are probably thinking, what the hell, right? Yeah. So Spence has just been to visit a customer in Kuala Lumpur. We work with a global organization um, out in the Far East, in Europe, uh, Middle East, and South America. Mm. And we've been doing a bit of a regional tour where we're going out to the regions and we're delivering leadership training and personal development to the senior leaders in the, each region. Yeah. Your term was Kuala Lumpur, not, a, ba- not a bad gig, Spence. I, I've got to say, I've got to say that my uh, my autumn international season kicked off with a bang. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, over to Malaysia via via Dubai. Yeah. Uh, and then back again via Dubai. Uh, I, I stayed airside in Dubai, so I didn't see much. But I've got to say that I've been around... I've been out all around the world, but I've been I've I've done my fair share of travelling. I've seen lots of different cultures, uh, and going to um, the Far East was a bit of an eye opener. Um, don't get me wrong; there wasn't there wasn't much going on there that uh, I didn't expect. But to actually be there, experience the culture, um, uh, and interact with the locals and uh, on a professional basis as much as a social basis, yeah, was um, was quite an eye opener. Yeah, oh. quite. Yeah. Nice. So I wanted to pick your brains on it, Spence, because mm. obviously we deliver a lot of leadership development. We deliver a lot of engagements to customers here in Europe. Yeah. Um, in the in the Western world, uh, there we see certain trends yeah. uh, of organizational cultures, mm. of, of leadership practices and techniques. Yeah. Um, and although lots of organizations are different, we see generally in the Western world some particular trends mm. and commonalities. 
So I want to pick your brains. What were you? Mm. Fa- you've you've just visited the Far East. Yeah. You um, like you said, you've dealt with groups of people who, let's face it, operate in an entirely different culture. Yeah. As a, as a country, as yeah. a as a as a region. Yeah. But also different cultures in businesses and. I guess we were talking around the leadership styles and how they do differ mm. uh, in the Eastern, in the Far East to yeah. in the Western world. So um, I guess my first question, Spence, is what was the main cultural difference, would you say, that you experienced out there? The main cultural difference, I think, is uh, they are almost obsessed with politeness and etiquette. So did you did you feel like a bit of a VIP out there? Um, no, I would. I don't think I go go as far as say VIP. They made me feel very welcome. Don't get me wrong, um, but it was just the way they do things, the, the the attention to detail, the 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 things that they do to make you feel valued and worthy. I suppose would mm. be would be. It's little things like uh, before I went. As I said, I, I made my crib sheet up, uh, but I also thought, you know, when I first went to the Middle East. Um, I got tripped up a little bit by doing things that were, um, at worst, maybe mildly mildly inappropriate because I didn't know what the culture was. I didn't know what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. So I thought I'd do a little bit of research. And one of the things I found through my research was the offering of business cards is done with both hands. What, in the Far East? In the Far East. So in Kuala Lumpur... When they give you a business card, they don't just give it you with one hand, they give you it with both hands, and you've got to receive it with both hands. Ah. And you don't just stick it in your pocket. You've got to read it. Right. Now, this to me is like, well, some people might think, well, yeah, whatever, but this is actually meaningful because this person is giving you something of themselves and you are accepting it with equal value and you are taking a moment to sort of say, right, okay, this is the person I'm talking to, this is what they do. So spend a moment reading it before you put it away. Ah, I get it. And did yeah. that and did that happen? Did you experience that? Well, it did. I did experience it, but the thing that kicked it off in my because I read it and and sort of absorbed it, but didn't. It wasn't really in the forefront of my mind until I actually booked into the hotel, and the lady who was behind the um, the, the receptionist, when she gave me my room key, you know, the, the little the, the little credit card room keys, gave it to me like that, mm. and I just took it with one hand without thinking and thought, oh, I've already broken a rule here. But the thing is, but yeah, but the thing is, this <laughs> is understand. a Marriott hotel, yeah, so they, yeah, they, they get it. But I, they, I've just sort of attuned, just a little bit of an adjustment attune yourself mm. so, so your first observation then about visiting the far east and the cultural difference was mm. um there is a consideration and etiquette mm. uh in the way things are done between human beings yes very much so yeah right okay great so well, then you get into the customer premise yeah uh, and, and you start observing uh in the them in the workplace mm. what was was there any standouts or anything that you, that differs to, to the Western well and the way our office culture is and our environment is? Um, yeah, there, w- there was, because we the, because of what we do, because of we, we are putting the valuation on the people where we're actually, the, way, the work that we do is transforming businesses because we're starting to value the people, the person behind the worker, aren't we? 
we're talking about the the behavioural psychology, yeah. the way that we interact with people, the way we can um, cut down on any conflict and yeah. So it's making people happier in the workplace. I feel that as much as if I can put it into a slight context. The, the business that I was working with, the customer I was working with, this particular office has only been going for 12, 18 months. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's re- sort of early days, early days, yeah. Um, the popular, the, the teams, um, they've only been together a year or so. So they're still learning about each other. It is very much a multicultural situation out there uh, in the sense that I was working with Malaysians, Indonesians, uh, Chinese, uh there was some Japanese there, but they weren't completely Japanese. They were, yeah. I, don't, I don't like to say the word hybrid, but, yeah. but they were sort of mixed race between Japanese and Indonesian, uh, Japanese and Malaysian. So there was a number of different cultures there. Even though it's the Far East, they've all got their own little quirks. Yeah. 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 So when we, we uh, let, let, when I was over there, they were asking me whereabouts I was from all the time. And I said the UK, and they always looked at me quizzically. Um, I think basically because of my northern accent, they thought I was from Australia. Really? Yeah, uh, because of the way I was talking. Yeah. Um, but then again, you've, we've got to bear in mind that we're not the only people who have regional accents. Yeah. And not only have we got regional accents, but we've got the Scots and we've got the Welsh and the Irish. So when we're talking about um, Malaysia and we've got all that big melting pot of Indianese, Indonesia, Bangladesh, India, all all that stuff. We've also got the cultural, uh, yeah. as in religious influence as well. Absolutely. Because as much as I learned Malaysian, I was working with uh, people who were Islamic. Yeah. So their greetings are different. Even th- I mean, I'm picking at I'm picking at straws. So does here. it? So does it lead to then, Spence? Because it's far, like you say, far more multicultural mm. maybe than what we experience. Yes. Yeah. That. Because of that uncertainty around etiquette and around the way things are done, do you feel? Do you sense that sometimes they're, therefore it's a little bit more insular over there? I.e., people just get on with it and keep themselves to themselves, or do they do a very good job of still creating that social ecosystem in the workplace? Uh, I think it's a bit of a mixture of mixture of the both. That they sort of rub along. They try not to put each other's noses out, but at the end of the day, the job is priority yeah and i think that and sometimes think we've that, lost that spence do you think we've lost that a little bit in the western world it's an interesting one let's come let's mm. link into this now and yeah. move it on so what you sort of saying there and i observe this in the far east as well mm. is it's all about productivity and production yeah. they yes. are very efficient at producing yeah. things and getting the job done yes which yes. is why the, the the economies now in japan and china over the last two decades mm. have, have grown to what they are they are a production beast yes they get stuff done they're efficient is that is that have we lost a little bit of that do you think because we I were once like that. We were once like that. We were once like that. But the thing is, we've now come to the situation. <laughs> we've come to the come to the 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 situation where, um, yeah, we want to get the job done, but we want people to be happy. We want, and we realise that happier people are more productive. So, so where in the Western world, North America, UK, Europe in particular, mm. we've had this huge shift to yes, production and, and outputs are important. Mm. But we want to, you know, through employment law, through culture, cultural change, mm. we want to empower people, we want to engage people, and we want to make people happy. So we're trying to straddle the two yeah. more in the Western world than maybe 
we are in the eastern yeah. side of the world. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. I think that as much as well, you know, we we use the print the print um, psychometric tool. Yeah. We I deployed the print psychometric tool while I was out there, and I found that the it works as as much, if not as more more accurately over there as it does here. So you have people who are uh, more focused on detail and more. I was going to say. So the testing you undertook, Spence. Yeah. Um, and I think you worked with 16, 18 leaders uh, yeah, over, yeah, over right. the space. Yeah, yes. So over the people you engage with, say the 18 or so people and yeah. leaders you engage with, was there a more strong dominant, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, motivators? Yeah. Was the yeah. motivators more on the outputs, achievements, end game tasks, goal focus than the humanistic side? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was an evil, even an evil. Did I just say evil? Yeah, an evil split. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, an even split, just just as it is here, a big, big, a big cross section. But because of that, that got me to thinking that because everything's focused on efficiency, we're talking like um, what sin- single sentence emails and mm. and and possibly um, a curt, no nonsense approach to communication. Uh, because that's efficient, isn't it? Yeah. And as you, as we said, that the Far East seems to revel in the fact that it is efficient and. Do we need to improve because we're we're inefficient? We, yeah. we are in the efficient sweet spot, and and therefore their view is it, it's not about uh, it's not so much about the soft and social side and the social ecosystem. Mm. You go to work and you become efficient and you yeah. do your job, and we produce as a result of that. Yes, it's almost like an accepted norm in the world of work over yeah. there, mm. um, even though. Like you say, fifty percent of the people you engage with have very humanistic, soft motivators. Yeah, yeah. But they're sort of conditioned in the workplace to be efficient. This is the way it is. Yeah, actually. But we used to be like that in the Western world. If you look at, you know, the UK, for example, we were a manufacturing, you know, Mm. stronghold, and it was all about production and efficiency. Yeah. And over time, that's changed, right? But they've still got that in abundance over there. So does the, so linking into leadership then, Spence, you spent the whole week or so with them. Mm. Does their does that um does that cultural difference then manifest in the way they lead in the organization, even though they've still got the spread of motivators mm. and and personality styles and traits that we have here? Mm. Are they just does it does it lend itself to a little bit more of an old school directive autocratic style of leadership? I think they're coming to that point in their development where um, they re- they're starting to realise through influences from our our side of the the world um, that maybe um, it's not all about efficiency, mm. uh, and maybe the happy people are more productive. But it's it's at that beginning phase because I believe that the reason why we're exploring it is because it was part of their culture many 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 moons ago. So when we were a, a a manufacturing powerhouse, a productive powerhouse. We influenced the the, the Far East. Mm. They saw what we were doing. I mean, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting point that the print that we use was developed by Paul Hertz, mm. and Paul Hertz was a protege of William Edwards Deming. That's right. Yeah. William Edwards Deming led the production revolution Agile, in Japan yeah. and the Far East. So we're talking about lean manufacturing and things yeah. like that back in the 60s and 70s and, and, and into the 80s. So actually, 
the fact that we were influencing them one way, now it's actually coming back around where we've taken their teachings. Remember we've talked about Zan Shin and things like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I was going to say Buddhism and the yeah. Buddhist monks and stuff, they do believe in that altruistic people side of happiness yeah. and fulfilment. It's just like you say when you get into the large business districts of the Far East yeah. where it's all about production and economy. Yeah. They're very efficient at it, and sometimes then you lose – you lose that humanistic side very much so um, yeah, yeah and and likewise i sometimes challenge us in the western world have we lost our cutting edge on the production and efficiency side have we gone <clears throat> too far over onto the cultural side now i don't believe you can ever be too far over no. because like we're strong believers in happy engaged fulfilled people yeah will be productive as a, as a byproduct yes. of that yeah. um but it is about and this is what we always say isn't it i feel it's about finding the balance we always say to people in leadership here it's okay to drive urgency it's mm. okay to drive outcomes and hold mm. people account yeah. right that's what strong leaders do yeah and if you get the people element of side of that right then you can straddle the two mm. i think obviously in the far east from what you've observed and what we know is that they do still drive those outcomes and they yeah. hold people to account and it's all about production and being efficient yeah. Um, their opportunity is just to maybe straddle across to the human side a bit more. Yeah. I actually think our opportunity is to still not forget that we can engage our people and have inclusive cultures, mm. but still drive outcomes. Mm. It doesn't mean to say you can't drive yeah. a stern message yeah, or an important yeah. message yes. or pace or urgency, right? Mm. And that's what we've got to sort of, I think we've got to step back across the other way some, somewhat. And I think this, I think this is, um, this is typical of something that, uh, I think we we have we are guilty of um, our cultures becoming like a pendulum, where they go all the way over to one side and all the way over to the other. It's too extreme so, in yes, one direction. So, so you're yeah. either you're either overcompensating on the the cultural and, and social and people element, yeah. and therefore your performance, productivity, pace, urgency, whatever it might you know dwindle mm. somewhat. Yeah. Or you're absolutely focused on production and outputs mm. so much so that you start disengaging your people. Yeah, but it's not about extremes. No, it's this is what we're saying. Happy medium. Yeah, and and I, I've, I mean, I've got a couple of theories on this, uh, which we'll, we might sort of discuss in the future. But get, getting back to this this uh, cultural situation, um, we found that the personality traits that we as as experienced deliver deliverers of print. The um, the certain traits, the the um, social behaviours of certain traits are exactly the same over there as they are over here. Yeah, yeah, because you know there there are certain motivators that um, are quite uh, if they are in a certain so. We've got a, a prime motivator, an unconscious motivator that is your main motivator, that's your number one motivator, uh, and then the secondary motivator is is low. Yeah. So that first one is quite dominant. Yeah. That is quite. You can see it in within within a room. Yeah. It's like we had a we had a, a person come into the room, and uh, you could see straight away by the way that person's appearance, they were different to everybody else in the room. And I'm sat, I'm there thinking, I wonder if they're a four or a seven. Yeah. And it turns out they were a we, four. Yeah, absolutely. Which you're describing numbers, but for yeah, people yeah. listening, it's a certain motivator that certain people have where they want to look and appear different and stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what you're saying is your experiences, they're, they're almost wired evenly and as 
disparate as we are yes, here in the very West. Very much so, yeah. But very just, much so. just just in terms of the overarching workplace culture, they are still more on the side of efficiency and production, and we're moving more onto the side of cultural and social. Yeah, I think I think to be honest with you, they've got to that point now where it's been. I mean, the people I was really lucky. The people that I worked with aren't people who've been in the same job for a long time. They've moved jobs, moved around jobs. And when I say moved around jobs, because of the, the area of the Far East, when they move jobs, it's not necessarily just a case of moving somewhere else in Indonesia or Kuala Lumpur, sorry, Malaysia or Kuala Lumpur, but they're actually living in Japan and working in Japan. Yeah. They're actually moving to Indonesia. They're moving to Korea. They're moving to all these different places to do different jobs in different cultures. And those cultures are also moving. That's what I'm saying is when we're talk talking about a melting pot, a multicultural melting pot in, in Malaya uh, or Malaysia rather, it is quite tangible because you've got all these different cultures. Yeah. Um, but even which, though... Which, really, which then starts to fuel diversity. Well, yes, that, but that's the thing is in the in social sense, you're getting diversity and you're getting a certain understanding of other, other, um, other cultures. But the overarching message is it's all well and good that you identify as Indonesian or Korean or Malaysian or whatever, but it's the job. Yeah, you the do job your is job. You do your number. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you identify? Because we always talk about outside of personality styles and, and motivators, etc. There's the this this easy to understand where you express yourself to the world, which is you're either you either internalize or you externalize. Yeah. You're an introvert or an extrovert, yeah. and that's a sliding scale. You're not one or the other. You're on a sliding scale mm. of introversion or extroversion. I've been doing a bit of work recently, Spence, that I'm going to bring out on the hub in a short while because the big myth about introversion and extroversion is this. Introverts mm. are shy. Yeah. Extroverts are confident. Mm. What I've now started to see and put together and through our work with one-to-ones and, and, and the motivators is yeah. if you split introvert and extrovert, you can be a confident introvert or a shy introvert. Yeah. You can be a confident extrovert or a shy extrovert. Yeah. Right, and the and then there's different descriptors as to what that looks like. Yeah. So just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you can't hold yourself socially. Mm. Just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean to say that you don't feel anxious in certain situations, right? Yeah. So when we start splitting it up into four areas, I can be a confident introvert or a shy introvert. I can be a confident extrovert or a shy extrovert. Right. It starts to then look at how this thing manifests in different ways. Yeah. But what was your overall? Um, observation out in in malaysia was it that because of this multicultural this diversity of, of the workforce because it was relatively a new setup or just because of the personality styles you were dealing with mm. was it more when when you're delivering as a trainer at the front mm. was it more introversion you experienced or extroversion i mean there's a number of things at play you're speaking yeah. in a different language yeah they're trying to you know compute what you are saying in a second language yeah so I'm not expecting the engagement <laughs> levels to be what they maybe are with an English audience. But um, what did you observe? Do you think there's more <clears throat> introversion or extroversion there? And 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 because these were leaders, right? Yes, leaders. Yeah, there were. It there was. It was very much like a British. Uh, what what we do in in our classroom. It's very much down to your individual unconscious motivators. Right. So you had some who some engaged were, yes. and were outgoing, and some yeah. who who were just observing and low responders. There were some that um, there were some that started off as low responders and warmed. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were some that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the young lady who'd recently had a child and was expressing. 
Yeah. Who made her excuse? Yeah, I, literally must expressing. I must drain my breasts. Yeah, literally oh, expressing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, there were there were people who were confident. There were um, pe- there was a, a couple of people in the room who were um, uh, respected as 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 leaders and seen as leaders. Um, however, when those people left the room, it was in- interesting that other people opened up a little bit more. Um, not necessarily because of who they were, but I think. Um, the hierarchical situation mm. is it plays plays a role out there. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, uh, there were there were so some people. It, it's who were a little hard bit... to say you can't just say the more in, you know people in the far east are more introverts than people no, in the west. No, 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 it was totally down to your internal motive. Uh, sorry, unconscious motivators, yeah, which we explored um, in the in the afternoon when we did the print. Yeah. Absolutely. So when we were doing the print, uh, I was coming. There, there was people I'd been working with for half a day. And I don't look at the print reports beforehand. So I, I'm just looking at the people, working with the people during the morning. And then when it comes into the afternoon and we're getting them to reveal their unconscious motivators, and I'm there thinking, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I can see that. So so to, it's fascinating. So to, just to, to sort of wrap up this hubcast and Spence, mm-hmm. if there was, I'm going to sort of put you on the spot here, I guess, but if there was one or two things that, you know, maybe we in the Western world, from a leadership perspective, could mm. still take from the Eastern side of the world and, and the different cultures and the way things are done over there, and that complete focus on efficiency mm. and production. Yeah, what would it be? It might be just that, but what would it be? I, I don't think. I, I, I think. I think the term that you coined, balance. Yeah, I think that's it because we've seen um, we we are capable of producing one extreme or another and at the moment we are focusing very much on the happy people more productive and we're looking at the social psychology and the behavioral psychology of our workers and the happiness of our workers contentment i suppose and to a certain degree. yeah and i read something lately spence as well just tying into that that when they've surveyed mental health across uh, across the world yeah yes there is still uh you know there is still depression and anxiety and stress in the mm. far east and in the eastern yeah. cultures However, it is lower than the Western world. Mm. It's not as much as a, a, of an epidemic. Right. Uh, I think there's a lot of factors at play as to why that might be, including mm. things like diet, etc. Yeah. Um, however, you know, we are dealing in the Western world, it seems to, with the well-being of our workforce yeah. more than the rest of the world. Yeah. And I think that's that's probably led to the, our extreme of, of the soft and social and mm. cultural side of our businesses. Yeah. But I guess what you sort of were starting to say there is the balance is still really important. Very much so. Yes, yeah. let's cater for that and let's do our very best. Mm. But we've got to drive outcomes, be efficient, mm. focus on production, etc. Yeah, the balance is is the right way. I think. I think. Yeah, getting that balance. Uh, the uh, Far East are definitely focused on the on the uh, the um, efficiency side of things and the production side of things. However, I think they've got a good balance in the fact that when we start talking about their culture, we're talking about their historical culture. We're starting to talk about their the things that their people did back in the day that has influenced what we do now. They do it as a matter of fact anyway. Yeah. So I think there's very much a, um, like you know, you're talking about sort of self-care, self-worth, um, actual feel, feeling rewarded for doing a good job. Yeah. Because they've done a good job. Yeah. If you know what I mean. It's the at the end of the day, the priority is the company. Yeah. I so, love it. Yeah. Makes sense. So you had a good trip then, Spence? I did. I did. I, it was uh and next next stop is um India, Pune. India. 
Pune in India, yeah. Pune in India, uh, that'll be interesting culturally again. Very bunch, much so, yeah. Bunch of leaders out in Pune. Dave's also, uh, he's been to Costa Rica lately, but he's now going to go out to uh, Poland. Yeah. So we're getting a real blend of insights from a leadership and cultural perspective across the globe, literally across yes. the globe, which, yeah. like you say, one of the biggest things is, you know, I, I tasked you to go out there with a little notebook and make observations yeah. and capture things. And one of the first things you said to me was, it ain't a great deal different no. when you really get to the crux of it, yeah. right? But there is that absolute focus on execution, on production, on efficiency, yeah. and it's still there and it's always the number one priority. Yeah, but I think well, as, as, we're, as we're working over there and there are people are actually sort of realising that they're, the, whether they're from Indonesia, India or... Illingworth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? From, from no matter where they are, people are people. They've got the wants and needs, the certain unconscious motivators that need to be met. They've got families, they've got priorities, they've got things they need to do, things they need to achieve. And it doesn't matter what colour you are, what religion you are, what size you are, what position you hold, it's we are people. And I think that it's coming round that corner again. But I don't think it's been a million miles away from the Middle East, where uh, sorry, the Far East. But it's their cultural thing, and I think that that efficiency thing is part of their cultural thing yeah, as well. Absolutely, Spencer Locker, fascinating. Thanks for that. And uh, yeah, if there's nothing else to add, then Salamat uh, Jalang. What does that mean? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Cheers, Spence. <laughs>